This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za. Power Breakfast with TT. Weekdays 6 to 9 a.m. on Power 98.7. All right, we continue with our reflection uh, um, on the events at The Hague last week where the South Africa brought that application to the uh, International Court of Justice in a bid to have the actions of um, you know, the actions of Israel and the Israeli Defense Force in the Palestinian territories as uh, showing genocidal intent. And, uh, well, the delegation that was out in the Netherlands returned home to hear us. Welcome, welcome over the weekend. But let's now speak to the Minister of Justice and Correctional uh, Services, Ronald Lamola. Minister, good morning to you and thank you so much for your time. Uh, good morning, uh, TT, and to the listeners of uh, Power FM. Oh, I should call you by your title uh, when you are there by the Hague. You are His Excellency, Ronald Lamola. No, 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 it's fine. Uh, Ronald is still fine. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you. Let, let me just get your, 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 feeling, your, your impressions at least uh, and, and uh, what your reflections are, especially now that you've even had the opportunity to hear the Israeli response um, to what was submitted by South Africa. Yeah, no, thank you very much, um, T-Team. Um, our reflection is that um, we have uh, presented a very compelling case which um, the state of Israel has failed to, to counter um, on the various um, issues of discussions by the court. Firstly, um, the fact that um, we have, um, from the onset, condemned the actions of the 7th of October. Um, As we have stated, their court did condemn um, the actions. They also sent a non-verbal to to the state of Israel. And and we have stated in court um, that uh, such action of the 7th of October cannot be used in any way mm. as an action of self-defense. And in that case, there is um, a jurisprudence of the court to that effect, that uh, you cannot use any atrocity to justify a genocidal intent. And we also believe that we have been able to reach the threshold of the test of the court, which is the plausibility of a, of a genocidal intent, which is the current stage of provisional measures that is the test that we expected um, to pass. We believe that um, uh, what the case we have presented has been able to pass that test in terms of um, the plausibility of them, of them, of the of the mm-hmm. intent uh, by the state of Israel. And um, I think um, they focused um, on, um, on 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 a relevant aspect, uh, particularly that uh, we we are a legal arm of Hamas uh, mm-hmm. and, uh, and 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 so forth, which uh, we think is irrelevant. But um, anyway, we have always been very clear that uh, our bilateral relations are with the state of um, of Palestine, not um, of Hamas. Now, as you say, that probably is uh, irrelevant and will be irrelevant in the consideration of the obligation that you have made. But what they did also spend quite some time on was the issue of uh, whether a dispute exists or not and seemed to... Uh, have thought to cast aspersions there on uh, 
the way in which South Africa, uh, the South Africa's bona fides, and in the way that we engaged with them, you know, suggesting that uh, no dispute um, exists since you did not allow for engagements to unfold. As this, when I say you, I mean the South African government never allowed for engagements to happen and were hasty in uh, approaching the ICJ. How do you respond to that? And I mean, firstly, and also while you are at that minister, if you can just clarify whether engagements were at Derko level or were they at your level as justice ministry? Yeah, um, as uh, you will have heard um, um, immediately after they have made uh, that um, session, and uh, even in court, um, our advocate, uh, Professor um, John Dugat, did yeah. explain that issue that there was indeed um, engagement, and um, the, the engagement uh, was at the level of the DG of Derko and their relevant mm. counterpart uh, from the state of Israel. And all those uh, engagements, um, Derko did express our concern about um, the situation in Gaza and the belief that there is a genocidal incident mm. happening uh, in that area. And um, all those um, uh, were, were not um, the, the Israelis. They were not um, agree with us, and they, 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 in some, they did not um, respond uh, in the later stage. So mm-hmm. that was uh, put to the court, and um, uh, immediately after they submitted that um, it did not happen again. Our um, uh, DG of Derko, uh, Mr. Dengo, also explained it at the steps of the of the court that such uh, engagement did happen, and. Um, as you will remember, uh, Professor John Dugard said that th- there will be no country that will then accept that indeed um, uh, a genocide, a mm. intent, or dispute, um, uh, uh, or even um, a, a genocide itself is happening. So uh, South Africa did believe that the dispute existed, and for that reason, uh, the jurisdictional um, uh, 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 role of the of the ICJ was triggered. Mm. Now, my understanding is that whichever way the court uh, rules on this matter, it uh, will not have a bearing on the rest of on the next phase of the case. Because as I gather, they, this will be case will be heard in three stages. The urgent part was this application for provisional measures. Um, just take to, to take us to what the approach would be then from our side in terms of what happens going forward, which could be a fairly lengthy process, from what I understand. Yes, uh, firstly, is that um, indeed um, already we believe the application has had an impact because you mm. will have seen that um, in their presentation um, uh, last week, uh, the State of Israel, when they were responding, they were referring to things that they've done mm. in the last weeks or two, or two mm. which is a clear sign that um, um, they were beginning to retreat on some of the um, uh, things that were happening in the Gaza Strip. Mm. But we do believe that the outcome will further uh, concretize the actions that will happen. And also, it will also, uh, as you said, uh, when, irrespective of the outcome, the substance of the matter remains. And um, it will be heard in various stages, mm. which may obviously take some, some time oh. or even years mm. uh, to be heard. And we will continue to process uh, the matter in line with the rules of the court. And the later outcomes will also have to, depending on whether the state of Israel does comply with them or not, may also need to be taken through 
the, the stages of the, of the UN, the Security Council, and the General Assembly. Is there a scenario in which South Africa, I mean, wh- what would it take? For example, you have mentioned that already the application has had some impact in that uh, um, the tone and is from the Israeli side is changing. They're even talking about uh, going into a different phase of uh, this uh, operation or whatever they want to term it. Um, will there be a scenario where you would withdraw um, the case in terms of it going further? And what would that uh, uh, entail? Or, or is it too late for that? The, uh, the, the genie is out of the bottle, so to speak. Yeah, it's too early to, to be able to, to predict that. Mm. Um, um, we will um, obviously await the outcome. Um, depending on the outcome, and that will obviously inform the strategy going forward. Mm. But um, in the field of um, international law and diplomacy, uh, engagement must always uh, be there, be open for to find a long-lasting solution. Mm. Um, in particular, in this area where our our pursuit of a peaceful solution is anchored on the UN resolution mm. for a two-stage solution. Uh, solution. Are there any engagements currently taking place, um, even as this uh, matter has been set in motion? No, at this stage, um, the, the, we, 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 we are still reliant on the multilateral bodies of the UN that you will have heard we cited extensively in our mm. applications. So those are the bodies that um, uh, are currently uh, dealing with the matter, and we will um, participate even ourselves from uh, when and when there is a um, a process that uh, needs us, but um, obviously you cannot close doors of uh, of engagement. Mm. They need to to continue. On a political level, and you know, trying to bring the matter closer to home, you know, uh, it's some commentators that affect our people. If you yourself, if you were observer on social media, you would have seen some people who would have said, like, you know. Um, South Africa, they, we put our best forward, you know, in front of the world. They took the moral high ground. That people would say, you know, we would like to see this kind of uh, uh, commitment and, uh, you know, being shown to cause us closer uh, to home. Minister, would we see, for example, uh, an example where, you know, I don't know, uh, a, a high-level team such as the one that uh, we sent through um, to The Hague there, being enlisted to to prosecute, say, you know, state capture cases, all that sort of thing, if you get what I'm saying. Uh, uh, thank you, uh, Titi. Uh, the listeners may not be aware, but um, that is already the case on state capture matters. Um, mm. I have appointed in terms of Section 38 of the NPA Act a, 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 a lot of uh, senior counsels to prosecute the uh, state capture matters. Mm. And um, um, unfortunately, I don't have their names now, but um, if uh, you want to get them, uh, the NPA, and I believe um, uh, my spokesperson, Crispin, can be able to do that. Okay. If you look at all the cases um, on state capture, uh, the majority of them is, are led by a senior counsel mm. and they're helped by relevant experts uh, and practitioners from within the, the NPA who are also uh, people of high caliber mm. and understanding of them of the criminal law. So mm. already it is um, it is happening, Titi. Uh, All right, there you go. So we'll leave it there. That's the minister um, who was uh, South Africa's agent, as uh, it was called,
you were certainly not not a bloody agent, Minister. I would say. <laughs> no, no, I was <laughs> the, not the agent. The agent was the advocate. advocate. Our, 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 our ambassador. <laughs> Indeed. Yes. All right. Noted. Yes. Thank you very much thank for you. your time. Uh, I appreciate thank it. And uh, yeah, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you, Titi. And, and to the listeners of 5M for 2024. There you go. Thank you so much. And to you too, sir. That is the Minister of Justice, Sir Ronald Lamola, who was uh, leading the South African uh, delegation to uh, the Hague um, and or was part of the delegation there um, to the Hague. Um, well, I think um, South Africans have expressed themselves. The world has expressed themselves. Like whichever way this case goes, a major point has been made. And South Africa, I think, if uh, you know, um, scored has, will come out of this with a lot of credit. You know, um, and I think we we cannot uh, tire of uh, uh, commending. Uh, government for what they've done, the stance that they've taken on this one. As I said, it may not, uh, they may not win the court, uh, the, the case, even if that does happen, it will certainly change the course of events there in the Middle East. You've been listening to a Power 98.7 podcast. For more podcasts, visit power987.co.za or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.